This is Grape Waves Daily, podcasting from Iceland Airwaves Music Festival in Reykjavik, Iceland. Sounds, insights, artist interviews, every day during Airwaves. From your friends at Reykjavik Grapevine and Instuk Beer. Let's begin now. And here we go with episode three from Iceland Airways Music Festival, the 20th year for Airwaves. And we're here thanks to Reykjavik Grapevine and Einstuk Beer. I'm Tim Pogo. It was an epic Friday night here at Airwaves. Mammut, Hattori, Asian Fresco, all blue minds, as expected, at Gamla Bio. The National Theater was jam-packed for a midnight performance by Olafur Arnolds, who will actually join me on tomorrow's show as you're winding down and make your way home if you're visiting or back to normal life if you're not. Uh, Seeker completely brought the walls down at Hura. Kind of a small venue for them. People were jammed inside. At uh, Goikeren, a band called Nanook, the only band from Greenland singing in their native language to ever reach an audience outside of their country, drew rave reviews, including uh, praise from a guy who was here in the show yesterday, David Frick from Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, he even approached them and told them he loved it, and one of the guys in the band even showed me his selfie with David. It was awesome. I also really enjoyed Trupa Trupa, a sort of a ragtag rock band from Poland, and Gripalapoli made sure that anyone who still wanted to rock out at 2.30 a.m. at Koikarin uh, were still very well served. So there's still one more day of concerts to go and lots of people yet to chat with here on this show, including a group who are turning everyone's heads the past couple of years with worldwide attention being the next thing for them. Reykjavik Dotter will join me in a bit. Also in the show is Varg, a group who have been quickly rising the ranks in Icelandic music for a few years. They toured Japan last year, are eyeing a North American jaunt when the new record is complete in 2019, and even after a bit of a lineup overhaul, are absolutely positioned to pounce to the next level. Plus, we got one of the movers and shakers in Icelandic music labels, Kolm O'Herlihy, as well. First, though... While we're celebrating 20 years of Iceland Airwaves, we're also ushering in a brand new era. The folks at Senna Live have taken over the production of the festival, so naturally people wondered, oh man, what's that going to mean? What might change? But now that we're just about done with this edition of Airwaves, it's clear that everything moving forward with this festival is on points. So it only made sense to introduce you to one of the new people in charge, and I caught up with new Airways operations manager, Will Larnick-Jones, and here's that conversation. First of all, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Nice to be here. Thanks for taking some time out, because I, I know, I know what you're dealing with this week, so <laughs> even finding five minutes is a difficult task. It's all good. You see me running around from place to place. There's so many things to see, so many people to talk to. Yeah, you know what it's like on the inside of festivals. I think a lot of people do this kind of work thinking you're going to see a lot of stuff, but primarily you're normally putting out fires. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> checking emails at all sorts of hours. But no, it's good to be caught up. What sort of things did you see in this festival that made you excited to get involved? Oh gosh, I mean, obviously kind of Iceland is such an amazing place, firstly and foremostly, as, as I know you know. There's such huge potential um, in, in a city that has so much vibrant local music, but also a place that has such desirability for both bands to visit and also for people to experience as as uh, festival goers. We've drawn upon like a lot of kind of experience and, you know, support from people within the Icelandic music industry and elsewhere as well, plus team members that have worked in the festival in previous years too. So there's been all sorts of people kind of contributing to help make this a success. Excellent. 
you know, there's so much potential to see emergent talent, not only from Iceland, but from all around the world. You know, our team travel to all the key um, showcase festivals to kind of identify new talent too. So we pull from all sorts of sources. We talk to managers, promoters, we go to other showcase festivals, and then we have a lot of applications online and we draw from all of these different places to pull the festival together. When you first sat down to take on the job yep. uh, and studying the festival as it was, what sort of things did you notice that you wanted to adjust? Um, I think that we really wanted to, firstly and foremostly, kind of just press the reset button in many ways is probably the best way to look at it. Just taking that if things had happened a certain way in the past, it wasn't a given that would happen again this year. And also, if there was opportunities to try and do things differently or better, we try and do it. Um, in many ways, it's still the same great festival uh, with a great kind of cultural heritage and importance. I think perhaps, if anything, we're really trying to kind of return to uh, the original heart of the festival this year. So um, I think in recent years, there's been a combination of kind of headline shows and shows dispersed all over town. This year, we're really back to one ticket gets you in everywhere. Uh, everything's downtown. Um, all the bands, some you'll know, some you won't, but you can find them all kind of within easy walking distance. Absolutely. So in many ways, just kind of boiling it back down to, to the essence of the festival. Did you ever attend uh, as a spectator before in the past? I did, but a long time ago. You were probably there. I think I think I used to do press for Sigaros. So I was oh. here uh, last in 2001 or 2002, I think. So it was a long, long time ago. And uh, it's my first airwaves in a very long time. But I've always kept tabs on it. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, I've, I've between, in the years in between, I was a manager and stuff. So I've always had a pretty good you know, eye on what's been going on. It's one of those things, whether you're just a fan or industry, whatever, it never lets you go. That's right. If you're here one time, yes, you're under your skin. Along That's very, forever. very true. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and lastly, um, any quick thoughts on where you see this festival going next year, three years, five years? I mean, I think, I think the, the potential for growth, um, I would love just to see us continuing to maintain um, our good fan base in Iceland, but also kind of continue to engage with new fans. I would like to see us kind of continuing to stay relevant and giving people an incentive to want to continue to come to the festival. I think there's great potential for growth, particularly on the on the conference and industry side. It's been really good working with Iceland Music this year on the conference side, and I feel like uh, we could really turn this into a real hub. You know, I'd really like to see us, you know, becoming a place that's not just about having the opportunity to see great showcase talent as a regular festival goer, but as an industry goer as well, knowing you're going to see things first here. Yeah, it's super, super exciting. Well, Will, you and the team did a hell of a job. Oh, thank you, Pogo. It's great to have <laughs> All you All of us old regulars. How, many, how many years is it for you? 18. 18 airways. Yes, very oh well gosh. done. Well, 18 out of 20 ain't bad, my friend. I know, right? Exactly. So uh, here's to 18 more. Yeah, well done. Thanks again. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Pogo. Bye, bye. Now, very pleased to be joined on the show by Katrin and Raga of Reykjavikur Daughter. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's on point. Reykjavikur okay. Daughter. <laughs> the name is, is made for like, um, like a TV talk show or something like that because they can introduce you like, and now Reykjavikur Daughter. You guys, I think, are probably a good example of of really the effect this festival can have. You're starting out, you have that one Airwaves gig that ends up being this powerful, memorable performance that everyone's immediately talking about. The right people might happen to have seen it and been in attendance, and the next thing you know, holy cow, we're busy. We're really a band now, and we're professional musicians, right? Right. Yeah, well, we, we were already like a band, I guess, but uh, in 2015, we had a kind of like a massive Airwaves uh, gig that was very 
yeah, people talked about it a lot. And after that, we were booked on Roskilde in Denmark and more festivals in Europe. And then, like, from there, the the ball started rolling. Yeah. Now, is that something you guys are ready for at that, at that time? It could, or you're just like, oh, yeah, we, we have a gig to play and let's, you know, we do our best. And then... Is, it, is the rest of all that then a surprise? That's a good question. Like, when are you ever ready? We were kind of beginners, I guess. We started out as beginners and we uh, immediately got quite a lot of attention. So we were amateurs quite uh, open. Like, um, like people could see us being amateurs for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons many people think that we suck. <laughs> it was like a, a collab of women who just wanted to express themselves mm-hmm. as a fan then I you know that's how I saw it mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god I cannot believe I'm not joining this party right yeah. now <laughs> and yeah and then you came and it's uh, yeah. been so amazing <laughs> how many are there now 10 11 uh, we usually perform 8 to 9 uh, or 7 to 9 on stage but I think we are in all like 11 or something yeah like you know, if something happens, someone can't make it. We have like someone who can some jump extra. In. There's some reserves, basically. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now Kolfina, she's pregnant, so she's taking it easy. Oh, this yeah, airwaves. Mothers. Lots of mothers. Yes. Yeah, so it's good. You know? Yeah, it's good that people can like come in and out, drop right. in and out. Yeah. I I actually quit the summer, and then I missed it so much. I started again. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't live without it. No. Couldn't live without it. No. I w- I got a huge FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> It's such an you know adventure, you know. I was like, I don't want to miss a thing. How do the practices work? I mean, it can't be possible for everyone to be in the same room every time, right? Or does it does it work out? Yeah, magically, sometimes it does now. It's easier now that we're a bit fewer. But yeah, practices are mostly, we mostly practice choreography. But also, like, because um, it's so interchangeable and people are coming in and out, uh, often pe- you have to learn the lyrics that someone else wrote so that's also the thing that that we practice and also we try to like um we we try to delegate no (laughs) i can't say that yeah we we give people roles like you are going to be the the head of choreography for now you're going to be you you be in the audience and and look and see if everything looks good uh you do the warm-up blah 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 and like scripts for the show, mm-hmm. um, lineups, like taking care of the sound. So yeah. everyone has their part in the band. Yeah, very much. Cool. Everyone just shares the different duties, basically, right? Exactly. Around. Yeah, right. That's, that's very exactly multitasking. We are all doing our own thing outside of the band. There are like visual artists. There's like actors. Um, there's a producer and a graphic designer. Yeah. People like take what they're good at and do that for the band. Yeah. Describe the show because that's pretty much. The essence of it, right? What we wanted to do, uh, we wanted to start out very powerful so we can get, catch everyone's attention. Then we start kind of slow, then, you know, we really take it up a notch, like after like fifth song, and we pop champagne and do a party break. And, and do a, like, a, like a tight choreography also yeah, around the middle. First, it's like more f- loose and free, and then like we surprise people with like super coordinated dance moves yeah. <laughs> and I'm no dancer and that's my like li- the <laughs> most difficult part for me is like doing some moves I'm like oh my god and then the show is wildly entertaining uh, mm. but of course there's a message and you know here we are at a festival which has just managed to book a lineup of complete 
gender equality, which is massive, and there's obviously initiatives working to making that worldwide. Describe how important that is. I think it's very important. I think Reykjavik Udadir's kind of role in society is very much to just be role models, just to show, you know, girls can rap. There are so many women coming up, like, in the music scene, just and rappers and just so, you know, uh, pop stars and everything that wasn't here before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think definitely it makes a difference to just have a platform and use your voice and show people that it's possible. Yeah. G- girls that are a bit younger than me that are maybe like 19, 20 now, they they tell me you're the reason I'm a feminist. Yeah. Makes it worthwhile. Yeah. As we approach 2019, you're going to be busy, right? Uh, there's a new release, there's a new album that's going to be made, and then hopefully global touring, right? Yeah, for sure. We will be dropping a mixtape in the end of this uh, month, 30th of November, and hopefully we'll just start, you know, on a full force making a new album for 2019. Mm-hmm. The mixtape is going to be fucking lit. Yeah, it's lit. Mm. Shrimp cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, stepping up our game since this year because this year was so big, intense. Yeah, yeah. big festivals. Yeah, it is a thing, you know. It because we are rapping in Icelandic, right? And people don't understand, but they feel the energy on stage. They feel the vibe. So for sure, they really don't care. The energy translates on stage. Yeah, a bunch of women on stage behaving kind of badly sometimes you know like Steine uh, usually she humps a monitor and stuff like that and I think that's just like showing that we can just be you know rascals kind yeah, of yeah. and I think that's the thing that's yeah. that's the energy that the audience kind right. of and wants. people find it exciting you know I don't think there are many hip-hop female bands in the world that have like eight Female rappers on stage, I, I mm-hmm. don't think that's... I it's unique, yeah. yeah. It's theatrical. Those of us who attend this festival and, and cover this festival every year, we're all incredibly excited for you guys. 2019 is going to be... Thank, thank you. you. Ka- Katrin and Raga? Yeah. Raga? Well done. <laughs> you, you did it. Uh, thank you so very much. Yeah, Appreciate it. Thank you Tak tak. Now I'm uh, joined on the show uh, by old friends and brand new friend, Artner and Eilth from Varch. That's my best. That's my. That's yes. that's how I roll my R's by just like gargling. I think Varch. that's your best yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not a ten, but maybe like a seven-ish or so, seven and a half. Uh, I would give it like an eight out of ten. Wow. All right. Seven out of ten. Okay. Hey, that, there you go. Seven and a half average. Yeah. Perfect. There's definitely a lot to talk about in the past year, right? I mean, if anybody walked in at your Hura gig and maybe they saw you last year, they would have been like, hey, wait, this is the same band, right? What? Lots of changes, lots of things have happened. Take everybody through the last calendar year, basically. Well, we ha- had like a couple of member changes. Unfortunately, we lost our dear friend, Antri, who was playing drums for us. Uh, our friend, Mira. She was has been with the band since the beginning. She decided to pursue her solo career, which is like really, really good. She just recently released some new music. I highly recommend that you check it out. Sounds amazing. It's on Spotify. And Me, as a friend and fan of the band, it was sad. You know, it was like, oh, whoa, really? You know, but... Um, yeah, you told me you were shocked. I was a bit shocked, I gotta say. But... Describe that transition then, because it's not like, no offense to the bassists and the drummers out there in the world, 
But like those skills can sort of, you know, move around. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no offense to the drummers and basses out there. I would there. agree to that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the bass player. So. I'm just saying that the person who wrote the songs, was the face of the band, moves on. That's a, a different ball game then, isn't it? Well, I think, you know, how we write songs now, we usually just come together. Maybe one person has, like, a, a core idea, and we work through them together, and... Yeah, it's just evolved that way. I mean, of course, it's a big change. I mean, she provided vocals as well, and she was singing, playing synthesizers, and so now it's more of a rock and roll setup. Our live show has changed because of this, but we just make to try to make it more powerful and crank it up to 11. But you know what, though? You've succeeded in that, because that's exactly what went through my mind the other night. was like, whoa, the, this, the overall intensity maybe uh, uh just or power of the sound just went back to our scoring method went from like uh you know a six to a 9.9 .9. i mean seriously is what i kind of thought standing there so i think you're right i guess maybe the takeaway is you lose a member like that it makes now everyone responsible for chipping in ideas coming up with yeah, some new sounds new songs Definitely. That's our responsibility now. Yeah, we feel there's a, there's a little bit more pressure, but it's fun pressure. It must be, right? Yeah. The album is taking shape, right? Are we getting close to being done? or? I mean, like, we, we have started it, the process, but the Airwaves Week has stalled us a bit because we were, like, preparing. We managed to put out a new single, so which we are very proud of. And it kind of like gives a, I think, a perfect good taste of what's to come. But to me, I think the most of the songs that we've written, they are very different. And it's going to be interesting. I think the big part of the songs, or they are already you know, finished. So it, it's going, you know, when, it, when we get started, it's pretty fast. It's also a first time we worked with a producer. Oh, see, now this changes things too. Okay. So we, we have like another couple of, you know, ears in the mix. Neutral ears, yeah. Yeah. Unbiased ears. <laughs> yeah, which is like really interesting for us because we've been playing in bands for such a long time, but I honestly never worked with a producer before. Did it feel weird at first where you're like almost like as a boss watching you now or something like that? Watching I freaked your out a little or? bit. Yeah. It, and it's a different experience, but I think it's really good to have like another perspective of of things and he's a really nice guy so that helps too he's not just like a mean guy that one sucked you gotta do this different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he always just said okay this was really good but guys I have an idea <laughs> that's it's just an idea and that's how he you know gets to steer things his way but that's interesting because now it's, it's a whole another level that maybe wasn't there before without working with a producer but this level of trust has to all of a sudden be formed right yeah definitely I mean this is a guy that we have known for Sometime we he's he is a friend, so we do trust him. We know he has recorded some music of his own that we just love. I mean, like you could have a song, and we were like, it sounds really good, but something's missing. Yeah. And he's like, you could do this, and then it just clicks. So for all those folks who are here in attendance, they're enjoying the festival, trying to enjoy this week to the absolute maximum. What do you guys want to pitch into them to kind of make their week the most enjoyable? Plan ahead. Don't drink too much. What I always like to do is just find like uh, the artist I want to see the most, 
and that's the thing I'm going to see. Mm -hmm. But then I like to just stroll around, walk into somewhere, and just find a good show because every place has a really good show. Indeed. So. Thanks for helping people uh, maximize their airwaves experience. You guys, Monday morning though, I expect you back in the office, aka studio, uh, chipping away this record, okay? Yeah, definitely. Because I want this thing to come out. Yeah. Artner and Eilf, Vach. It's really good. Vach. <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right, excellent. Guys, thanks for hanging out. Thank you. All right, up next on the show, uh, I'm pleased to be joined by a guy whenever I need to know. I get to town every year for Iceland Airways. All right, I need to know what's new, what's shaken, who the new artists are, who I need to see. Colm O'Hurlihy is the guy I go and see. Colm, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Good to see you. You, to too, see you. you too, man. You too. Colm is with, uh, well, lots of things. There's the, there's Bedjam Community, yep. uh, a record label here in, uh, yep. in Reykjavik. Uh, there's Mengi. Also yep. a label slash space, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. give people the quick rundown of, uh, of what you do. Um, so I label manage, basically, Bedroom Community. We run the studio, Greenhouse Studios. Um, and then Mingi, I'm working on the label side of things. And we're also just, like curating events in the venue space and also in uh, Iveno. Which has had a bit of a revamp in, in, the, in the last, say, year or two. And, um, and there's a lot of really great stuff happening in there. So Iveno has become a really, really, really cool new space. That's been my like, new kind of hang in Reykjavik so Very if cool. anyone's visiting they should, they should check that out you know absolutely yeah. so uh, what's new and happening uh, on the bedroom community and Mengi side of things um, well with bedroom community we have we've got Aya's record um, which is co it's coming on the 19th of November we're just super buzzed about them they've been working on it for about three years now we've released like four singles but it's going super well and uh, we also just released Daniel Bjornsson's new Collider record which is really cool and then next year we've got a record from like Liam Byrne who's a Viola de Gamba player who's got this amazing album and Daniel Piero who's this who's, he's the violin on There Will Be Blood he's like all over that film we're releasing an album with him um, so yeah there's a lot of cool stuff going on you know um, and then with Mengi uh, Skuli Sverson and Bara Gisledotter mm -hmm. finished the record and it's it's amazing. I it's can't wait to hear it. It's amazing. Balra joined me uh, on the show a couple of days ago. Amazing. I'm really excited about their stuff. I know there was a lot of people who were like, what the hell is this? This is so like crazy, amazing and crazy out there. I, I feel like next year they're going to be doing some really, really cool stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. For people who are finding us and listening and who aren't present here at Airwaves, listening from wherever they might be, UK, North America, Europe, uh, any of your artists uh, getting out in 2019 and touring? Yeah, I think Aya will be all around Europe. Um, Aya is A-Y-I-A, in, yeah. <laughs> in case anyone's wondering. Um, uh, they're going to be touring a lot. Someone right now is trying to Google, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, what? Hey. <laughs> um, and obviously Daniel Bjarnason is all over the world, um, and concert hosts all over the world, and Valgir, I think, is going to be touring. Ben Frost, of course, is going to be touring. So, yeah, everyone can check out bedroomcommunity.net, and there's... Um, yeah, we'll be all over, the, all over the globe, pretty much. And if you are here in attendance uh, in Reykjavik for Airwaves, uh, it, it certainly is always worth a stop swinging by, what's the street called again uh, that Mengi is uh, on? Odinskap. There you go, there you go. Um, <laughs> it's right, right in the center, right in 101. Um, Mengi is not just a record label, it's a space. It's a, it's, you can go there and browse and buy records. It's just, yeah. You can just pop in. The door's usually open, it's right? It's usually open, yeah. You can just go in and have coffee, have a chat. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like a little, little hang. And then we do shows like, you know, 30, 40 capacity shows for like a lot of touring musicians who needed to do a small show but don't necessarily want to do a club or want to do something experimental, you know, something out there. 
um, and it's great. It's going really well. You know, it's 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 really yeah. It's, we've never been busier. I don't think you know, and the team is growing as well. So it's cool that a space like that can exist. You know, absolutely. You know, and I think yeah, I think. Yeah, it's very valued in the community to have something like that, you know. You can be visiting town here for airwaves, or not airwaves, and just, you can pop in there, meet some other music lovers, Absolutely. have conversation, and you, you'll feel connected just like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's it. I think it's like, it's like the beating pulse of Reykjavik that if you can pop in, you'll know what's happening in the, in the local scene as against to like just walking down Lugavegur and walking into English bar. Yeah, right, <laughs> or exactly. American bar, you know. Yeah. Excellent. Colm, thanks for hanging out, man. Thanks, man. I know you're a busy guy this week, so, uh, so you can get back to it, and uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. And that does it for another edition of Grape Waves Daily from Reykjavik Grapevine and Ainstuk Beer. Now, if you're listening here at Airwaves, Get out there and see as many shows as you can tonight because this is it. And tomorrow, we'll have one more episode to sort of wrap everything up here from Iceland Airwaves. And my guests will be Olafur Arnolds, also Jófridur Aukadotter, better known by her stage name JFDR. And we'll continue to celebrate the 20th birthday of Iceland Airwaves by catching up with the festival founder himself, Magnus Stephensen. Do join us then. I'm Tim Pogo. This has been Grape Waves Daily. Join us tomorrow for more from Iceland Airwaves Music Festival in Reykjavik. From your friends at Reykjavik Grapevine and Instuk Beer. <laughs>